0: Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. So if you uh, would turn that one on. Check, check. Beautiful. Look at you, man, picking up on that. Hey, so why don't you do me a favor, Julian, uh, yeah. and introduce the show for all the people. And after you introduce it you, you can pull those uh, phones off. You don't <laughs>
1: dig those. This is uh, Julian Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival with your host, John Renaud. Thanks, man. And, and what relationship does John Renaud have
0: with you, brother? With Julian Renaud? Yes, well, indeed. You're you're my dad, so oh, am wow. the old man. I'm the old man. Look <laughs> at that. So, how did that ever happen? I just woke up old one day. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm here today talking with this show basically uh, maybe I never told you this part of it but this show basically is all about me talking to the very interesting people that I have in my life I've Mm -hmm. been lucky to know many many interesting cats on the planet yeah and you certainly are among the top so I'm delighted to have you today (laughs) appreciate it we're gonna talk to you about um, your music Okay. Uh, by the way, did you hear that snappy introduction that someone wrote?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, was that Julian. <laughs> Ren- oh, who was it? Was
0: it, what, do, you, do you use a pseudonym when you no, write? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was you, man. I remember yes, I sir. asked you, I said, hey, man, can you give me some uh, some sound for the beginning of my radio stream? And I yeah. said, it's kind of a carnivalesque thing. And I was worried you were going to use like and you ended up uh, how'd you how'd you put that song together how do you put songs together we're going to play some of your music in a bit too so if you specifically want to talk about a song Mm -hmm. or a piece yeah well uh
1: the the main way that i when i sit down to create a track you know i started off making beats you know trap beats or or rap beats um but now i do kind of more edm or electronic music Uh, so when i sit down to make a track it's mainly just uh you know you just start with a melody and you might not have a specific direction in mind it's kind of just whatever you're feeling at the at the moment i think you know or some people they'll sit down and they want to emulate kind of a certain sound so they have a certain sound in mind when they sit down you know there's there's a couple different approaches that you can use when you're when you're making a track so but do you
0: do you write um do you what instruments do you play and do you write straight up or do you write step right how do you go through the um, process
1: it 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 all depends sometimes i'll sit down and actually play it out right. uh, depending on the type of music it is for electronic music it's a lot of step writing you know um you can you can play certain parts i'm not terribly gifted on the keyboard considering i taught myself how to play right um, so i'm i'm versed in like music theory to an extent and like scales but not necessarily the actual perfect art of playing a song on the piano but you can um, either slow
0: it down and play yeah. it or you can step right cuz you can hear it in your head exactly just...
1: yeah so um it's just a lot easier usually to step right in my opinion uh for me you know i know classically trained pianists will tell you that they're going to sit down and play it out and Right. for them that's a lot easier but uh in my in my case i always step right um and for your song i, I step right as well so. right that's a cool but, song
0: and we kind of jumped right into it but <laughs> well take us back to First off, I wanted to ask you um, what the heck's it like being a a, a kid, adult, adult, <laughs> kid. I mean, you're eighteen years old. Hopefully, yeah. you don't mind me mentioning That's that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it like being eighteen years old in the year two thousand and nineteen? What what's the, what's it like? Right.
1: Yeah. Um. It's it's one of those things. You know. Um, you kind of have to live through that lens to actually see what it's like. Right. But I'll I'll explain it to to the best of my ability. It's. You know, it's an interesting age to live in, I think, because um, you always hear stories about people talking about when the Internet wasn't around. And, right. That and would be me. Things like that. <laughs> you know, I I can't even really concept- conceptualize what that would be like right. because I've, I grew up with Internet my entire life, you know. Yeah. So um, I think today's world is so based around convenience that it's like almost a little too easy in a lot of regards you know
0: you mean convenience and immediacy
1: yeah immediacy like everything's on your phone you can search whatever you want really right. and get an answer that second literally any question you have there's an answer for it right like one one or two clicks away and i mean it's been beneficial you know when i went to school when helped me out. math problem yeah. solved or yeah. yeah helped me out a lot you know during school but it's like uh I feel like it almost takes away a certain step of like uh seeking like answers you know as far as like your career path or you know it it almost makes it too immediate and too easy that makes sense so it's interesting uh especially the whole social media thing to answer your question um it's uh you know it's it's kind of annoying at times to always be flooded with social media and, and other things you know maybe i don't want to see what somebody's eating that day or you know whatever do you feel but, uh, that
0: ever like back when you were in say middle school or mm-hmm. when what year did you first get a phone how what school year you probably remember it more um, from school year than anything else
1: I remember getting a flip phone when I was like eight I think but okay. that didn't really have any you know I could call you or, or right you know some of my friends and and that's about it or I right. could call home but um when I first got a phone phone it yeah. was a Motorola Admiral uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of a, it was a cool phone when it came out uh, kind of started to suck after a while there because Android isn't that great right. but um, it, it was uh, I think when I was 12 or something 12 or 13 okay. that's when I got a phone that I actually did social media on and, and I was on Instagram and all that kind of stuff
0: and do you so, feel like you were a kid that really went overboard with social media or did you not care about no. it?
1: Back then, especially, I didn't really care all too much. Um, now I more so use it as a tool to stay and connect with my friends or right. promote myself or my business or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, I don't really use it for like a social purpose to like really interact with people I don't know or show, right. show off. It's just a promotional tool that I use now, really. And uh, But back then, I could care less about it. Right social media to be honest but. so there
0: was no point where you felt overwhelmed by social media where you felt bullied or any of those oh, no, no, contemporary do no. you not,
1: not me personally right. but you know I, i'm sure there were people close to me that maybe got like you know one of my good friends actually he he got bullied online for a while right you know and uh it was it was really you know i didn't know him back then when that happened to him but he would talk about how there was hate pages made about him and oh, boy. there can be some really nasty things that go on online yeah. you know and it's uh especially now i think uh, hey in your education
0: of doing a podcast since i'm your old man i get to do this you might not want to smack your hand against your pants every time you're talking
1: oh (laughs) am i (laughs) yeah oh i didn't know
0: i don't have my headphones on but it might be showing up oh you're the sound guy go ahead and give it a listen let's see
1: i mean what was i doing is it there i i don't
0: hear it all right well you're the sound guy if you want to bang your thigh go ahead and bang i mean yeah thigh. I'll, I'll try not to it's just mean, the
1: thing when i'm talking i guess yeah 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 and we're here in our warehouse but, basically you yeah. know at uh, unit two the yeah, unit two oh, warehouse it so. you just did it. You yeah know. yeah i'm
0: kind of softer though because i know <laughs> oh, I you know i'm the guy who's gonna probably edit this thing and I'll, I'll put my like, hands in my pockets <laughs> hey i'll put mine in mine too how's that Oop, yeah. that's making a lot that's of noise awesome. as well
1: but um yeah no but i i also think at the same time though uh Today's a little more forgiving as far as bullying goes. Like, I don't think there's actually as much bullying as there used to be. Oh, interesting. In 2019 and 2018. Probably starting around, like, I want to say 2015 uh, was the time that. Yeah, your dog's back here. Hey, Marley, what's going on? Settle down there. Kill her. Do you her. want me to put her back there? Maybe? No, that's all okay. good.
0: Do you want to, if she if she wants to sit up there, I just don't think she can get through. So, <laughs> what's hey, up, Mar? Sit down You want to sit up here? Get up there. Go, 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 yep. go. Go too much room. There you go. There you go. Anyway,
1: that's all good. Go ahead, Marley. Come on. Oh, she's not going to listen. <clears throat> but um
0: anyway, we were talking about the bullying.
1: Yeah, l- well, social media and yeah. like my age in 2019 specifically, but uh it's all related in a way. But uh I think that in recent times bullying has certainly got better like right. as far as like it doesn't happen as often when I went to school, you know, maybe this is just me. I was always kind of not an outsider, like I knew everybody and I was yeah. cool with everybody. I just didn't talk much, you know. But um, I think that it's less socially acceptable to like gang up on on kids now, and, right? Like be a be, can I can I say dick? You can I mean, say whatever oh, you okay. want, man. You and, can and have bomb. A... You can whatever
0: you want to do. You're you're an adult now, as we say.
1: Um, but yeah, it's less socially acceptable to be a dick. I think. Right. In in today's society, like it's uh it's a good thing. I think schools have kind of cracked down on it a lot. And I think everybody's more inclusive of everything, yeah. you know, and you see that with, with, uh, it's very progressive, like generation, my generation. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good thing in a lot of ways in that regard. There's uh, a lot less hate and, and bullying directed at kids who don't really have a way to stick up from themselves, you know, God so love that, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it, social media has brought about some good things in that regard. you know? Nice. So, but when it first came out, that's when all the bullying and, and stuff like that happened. But I wasn't really old enough to be a target of that back then. Right. You know, so.
0: Well, and uh, again, you in your case, you didn't seem to really care that much about it. So no. if you're not plugged in all the time, it must be tough to bully
1: someone. Yeah. I wasn't really on there all that yeah. much, so it didn't matter anyway. You know, so.
0: I remember you I, saw, we were watching a movie once with a bunch of doctors and it was a comedy and mm-hmm. their pagers went off, their beepers. Oh yeah. And, and I didn't like, know what that was. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what? what,
1: what are those Papa? I mean, uh, I was also like six or something, but it was but, funny yeah. to me
0: because I realized at that moment, I'm like going, Oh, that's right. He wouldn't even know that time period. Yeah. I mean, doctors at Kaiser still use them when I'm yeah. working there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, now I'm a general <laughs> population. I mean, it might be a drug runner or whatever, some kind of guy's get got right. a burner scenario <laughs> going on, but, uh, yeah. those days of pages are long gone, which yeah. you don't even really know what would happen is you get a a beep you know i'd be like you'd be at a restaurant with someone and who's like oh man I, I gotta go make a phone call yeah you didn't have a cell phone to call out on either yeah so you literally had to go find a pay phone oh wow. or a phone yeah. to use and then you call out and you know usually and yeah. from an actor it was always like oh my agent called by yeah. excuse me this is top priority you, know? <laughs> you gotta
1: walk five blocks to the yeah. next pay phone yeah yeah but and that's the other thing too you know now with phones like the, all that stuff is is non-existent yeah you know, and it's and I, I'm a firm believer that all this technology has been around for a while. They just kind of slowly release it to you, you yeah, know, to make to make their product last longer. But is it called
0: um, planned obsolescence? I yeah, believe.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's uh, it's certainly evident in the way uh, Apple conducts their their business, which isn't a bad thing. But you no. know, they had the iPhone X five years ago, eight years ago. You know. Yeah. So. But um, and I'm sure they had that. You know, they had pagers a couple of years before those came out too. The companies are always ahead of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the way technology progressed in my lifetime. Yeah, you know? it's cool. But
0: I love technology. And, and speaking of which, since I have one of the sound professionals of our team here, are we still recording? Is the computer? Yeah. yeah it looks good to is me going right.
1: Yep, it looks all good to me. It's picking up signal.
0: Well, that's cool because look. Look. I, you know, yeah, I, it's nice and this is our setup and julian and i certainly will be julian will be on other shows and uh, we he and i talked uh, we talked about maybe going out to the desert and doing one because that'd be to, cool yeah yeah like we used to go out to pappy and harrods you remember doing that yep yep and then uh, do a
1: like, partnership with uh, pappy and harrods yeah we'll
0: go out and do the pappy hey remember that biker thing that chick yeah that got, yeah why don't you tell people that story it was kind of interesting oh, yeah
1: it you was like how old were you i think i was like 13 or, yeah. or 14 but we went out for a trip to the desert and uh there's a place out there like he just described it's called Harriet. Yeah, it's like, like this pioneer little, town yeah it's in the middle of nowhere but it, it's a cool little place they've got some good food there and typically a lot of bikers in the area like to go there and eat and uh, we were just sitting outside at the outside <laughs> dining area one day and there was this biker chick there and her husband, and there was some people there off were like to the six side. Six other biker dudes. Yeah. So, um, but regardless, this lady that these bikers didn't know was sitting across from them yeah. and, and said something a little too loud. I think she said she like, called the one girl the yeah, biker white chick trash. White
0: trash, and she was like of Mexican descent yeah. or yeah. Hispanic girl. And I don't
1: blame her. I was like, I, I would have done the same shit. I would have been like, Excuse me, what'd you just say? Yeah. You know, because if you're gonna say something about me, don't say it in earshot. Like yeah. that's kind of stupid. And for good reason, this lady got offended and and stood up and started. It looked like she was about to it beat this like chick's a brawl ass. Was yeah. It. yeah, and then the and then the husband of this biker chick yeah. was, got up and he just walked up and he was like, "Be careful!" And then he <laughs> to just, the, yeah. yeah, to the lady who was picking the fight, not <laughs> yeah. his wife. Yeah. So um, you know, just letting him know, like, hey, my my wife's well, a little lady's crazy. she's to put you yeah, down. She's, You know, but. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. I think April was with yeah, us. Yeah, April too. was with us. That's a, a yeah, friend, of just, friend. Yeah, my mom's good friend. Yeah, for the
0: listening audience, that's a that's a yeah. friend of the family. and She's been great. And my, yeah. my wife has had the luxury and the good fortune of working with April at the YMCA there in Burbank. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the past, and they're good friends, and she's a good friend. But yeah, it was kind of that was of, it was a little was like desert wackiness.
1: Yeah, and it's not like there would have been a whole. A whole lot anyone could have done we're in the like middle of nowhere right you know it's like 15 miles 10 miles from the nearest like place with the police department maybe or something yeah, the like old that dude yeah. the
0: old biker dude was chumming us chumming up to us because he liked marley yeah he's sitting there right, you know like starting to break out into a brawl and we're like uh, Okay, yeah. I think you even said, "What are you gonna do, Papa?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm no, not gonna you. do anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see what happens." And if something happens, we're going. Yeah, like, we are ready gonna, to get the hell out of here,
1: the fuck out of there. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, totally. that was that that was fun. I like going out there. Though, remember we went out with Aaron once too. Yeah, and I taught Aaron how to drive.
1: Yeah, that was that was something. That was pretty interesting. I think he almost like yeah. went into the side I'm of one of these rocks. Yeah, I was like, Aaron, get over to <laughs> oh, the side. Oh, dude. Of yeah, yeah, Aaron's a friend of Julian's. that's yeah. kind of been hanging out with us for some time many years yeah. now one of my good uh, I played football with him yeah. you know at the age of like 11 or 12 I think. yeah so but that, that was pretty funny that was a fun trip and then we didn't even end up camping Camping really. because
0: yeah, yeah the, the park system does some really stupid thing now they they let people reserve spaces and what happens yeah. you and I and Aaron found out they the whole the whole campsite or at least two thirds to three quarters of it was completely yeah. empty in the afternoon mm-hmm because they had to reserve these spaces for people yeah. that put $20 down on the Internet and then they decide not to show up. Yeah. Well, if we feel like going, we can go because we're holding the slot. It's only $20 or $14. And it's like those yeah. people aren't going to yeah. Yeah. show up. And so. They're going to show up with their beer coolers and all of that. And we just wanted to go out and freaking camp and we yeah. couldn't do it because, I don't know, man. That, it that was, was silly. That yeah. got me pretty upset, actually, because <laughs> I'm just thinking, look at the way they're doing this. Oh, I get it. Yeah, they're getting a ton of money. Oh yeah. But what about the people that want to actually use the resources? Yeah.
1: Well, they don't. They don't care about that. Well, they it didn't just seem like open. they did. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty wacky,
0: and it's beautiful out there. That was out in Joshua Tree. Yeah. That we were going to for a while, and uh, then we ended up going out into Landers, which is even mm-hmm. funkier than Joshua Tree because it's yeah. just like more barren, more sparse of people.
1: Yeah. There's not a whole lot out there. Yeah. That's for sure. And the
0: dusty, dirty desert roads are so you don't know if you're going to hit a patch where you just bog down into the sand. Yeah. Or, true so that was kind of cool and Aaron was like really I get to yeah you can drive <laughs> Julian
1: just did it he didn't hit anything yeah but no those those were always fun trips and uh, um, it always reminds me of going out there with you when anytime I'm out in that general yeah, that's what vicinity you, said. you yeah. were going to visit
0: a friend there in Arizona yeah. and it's like oh man it reminded me of all those times yeah. we went out yeah so but it, it's, a, it's a cool place it is that it does I like the desert a lot coming from Detroit you're actually the first Californian that I knew I liked <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> so Julian's an LA guy I'm a Detroit guy who's now an LA guy yeah and uh he has also helped me with my music videos you will help uh do the production and the the edit on yeah. some of the songs
1: yeah and uh um conveniently enough I just started a, a production company actually that oh, we great. we do music videos nice um, so you know, that's because I gained so much knowledge doing those. And also, you know, I took a film class in, in nice. high school. That's, that's what I do now. So, yeah, but, uh, it goes pretty hand in hand with what I've done my whole life. So, <laughs> well, it's funny
0: too, because I, and congratulations on the, uh, the company. I know that you, it. you registered as a DBA and yeah. the whole thing and you're ready to sold, and roll. Sole proprietorship. Yeah. yeah so, ready to rock and roll and uh, julian also uh, i've been uh, lucky enough to have him help me out with some of my music videos and speaking of the desert and the music videos yeah. you remember helping me with route 66
1: yeah that, that was fun driving all the way out to arizona yeah. in the rented uh red mustang oh no we did the arizona trip in my truck oh that's right and then we did we just went to like barstow with the mustang. yeah we yeah. went to uh Newberry <clears throat> or newberry springs, springs. Yeah, yeah and
0: remember we were i was trying to get that shot with the train yeah like this was pre yeah okay for those of you who are offended for any kind of um minor corruption in life it might be time <laughs> to turn your, the podcast off yeah because julian was uh maybe 14
1: no i was i was definitely 15 or 16 you but i did
0: 16 because you didn't have your license
1: well i didn't get my license until I was 17 oh, yeah, i think you so. were 15 okay but uh, regardless, yeah, at the age of uh, around there, I was he let me drive his truck, and he wanted me to get this shot catching up with the train. Yeah. But that train must have been going like you know, at least sixty miles an hour. So I had to go eighty-five to catch up to it. So I was like maxing out the yep. speed of his truck on this narrow road in the desert. Luckily, no one was around. Yeah, anyway. I kept going faster,
0: faster. And you're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, faster. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And it's not
1: like I couldn't do it, you know, I, but I- it Well, was, God
0: forbid you couldn't, because we would have
1: we wrecked if that yeah, was the case. Yeah, would have flown off the, the side of the <laughs> road yeah. there. But. And that
0: actually was there on old Route 66, where um, I was lucky enough to have you help me shoot stuff. And a lot of those shots in that video were shot by you.
1: Yeah yeah I remember I remember doing that and then you you built this little thing that was a mount for for the, the back. back of your truck yeah to get and then the shot of the road we got the shot so, of the road
0: but we because we were on the wrong side we had to reverse it so I yeah. had to go I had to drive in the opposite direction on the other lane
1: yeah because the route 66 is on the other side to put it on the right side, side. Yeah, it was really
0: yeah. it was a great great adventure and it was and yeah I think you got if I remember correctly you got a little miffed at me because I wouldn't let you drive the Oh oh
1: yeah the red Mustang yeah, yeah that, that you had rented yeah I, I didn't even have well I had a permit then, but you know, yeah. you know, I did. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, well, we're not going to let you do it. Cause, cause you know, the rental company doesn't yeah. allow permit drivers yeah. to drive it. You have to have a license, you know? Well, so,
0: that's not actually what I said. I was upset because we didn't get a lot of good shots in my head. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, And then I just, we, we had to get more shots and I was going to let you do it again. There's the corruption. <laughs> but we were, I felt that we would run out of time if I yeah. did that and so it turned into to, to just a timing thing and then we went yeah. and got a bunch of more shots mm-hmm. and then I was kind of disappointed with the whole day if you remember yeah I remember that and then yeah. you looked at the video yeah. and you go um why don't you calm down why don't you take a couple <laughs> breaths there old timer yeah as the uh... Uh, and look at your shots (laughs) because I think a lot of them are really good shots and in in hindsight I would have to agree
1: yeah as the director of photography on that shoot I was like dude you're fine you don't gotta worry about this (laughs) I think my
0: favorite shot in that is when the uh, where I pop in behind that old structure
1: oh yeah and I
0: remember it was just because the temperature was 112 degrees it was something ridiculous yeah Yeah. like we stopped at that gas station by that that was in near Ludlow Mm, and going up to Ludlow you were kind of like are we there yet? And then when you got there, you, I remember you going, "Wow, this does look really cool," but it yeah. was so freaking hot. The only shade that was there was next to the old post office. So we I remember that. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was that was like a different kind of heat. I had never really oh. felt that kind of heat. You know, I played football here in the in the summer yeah. so That was pretty bad, but it, it was bad, dude. That boy. was brutal. Is this red light on? By the way, on, uh, the, on
0: the on the camera, where? There should be a red light. Oh, you don't see the. I'm sorry. No,
1: I don't see the little display. Oh, we're good. Yeah, you're good um, on this one too. It's it's yeah, blinking on the side. There. Right there. Um, but man, that was that was hot. <clears throat> you know, I I remember getting out of your truck. Or yeah, we were in your truck, right? Yeah. For that, yeah. So I got out of your truck, and I think we had the AC on kind of the whole time. But uh, so I stepped out, and I just remember getting hit with this forceful, oh my dry heat. god, that it just was sucked terrible. my fucking life out <laughs> it was so
0: <laughs> you know so but, bad yeah i mean 112 in the blazing sun and i remember just thinking you remember there was a, like the chocolate mountains thing on the one mm-hmm. side and there was the white mountains on the other yeah, side and right. it was weird to us and then we finally get out there and i'm just thinking okay you know my ac it doesn't work great in my truck but at least we have a little bit yeah. and uh what the heck was it like driving out in an old Model T?
1: Or I, I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know what year. I, I mean, yeah. I
0: imagine in the '30s, so it would be not a Model T per yeah. se,
1: but an older car. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that would have been like, man. Yeah. You know, I bet some people like passed away from heat stroke. To be honest, like, yeah, yeah, because my car doesn't have AC really. You right. Know, so out here in the summers, it's not great either. But right. You know, yeah, that's something else right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going cross country and something that's not even really enclosed you know yeah but
0: yeah it was a cool event i really really liked that and then we went to oatman we yeah, like you oatman said we drove, cool. we drove as far as we could in a day yep to get some route 66 shots mm-hmm. which meant we landed in oatman which we've been to before but yeah. um and then yeah. uh, remember you got a little worked up when i was getting too close to the burros because those guys are pretty big and tough well they yeah
1: they'll kick you they or sure something will. you know but but it was I, cool, man. Yeah, it was. I I did like that trip a lot. So yeah, and then we it's got cool. the
0: shot of the the cowboy dude who's out there. I forget what his name is. Oh, he was, he was selling the
1: shirts or whatever.
0: You no, know, oh that guy was great. But yeah. also the guy who's in the actual music video with the cowboy hat. He's got like a I, 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 oh he's
1: got he handed us like a CD Willie or something. something. Yeah, 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 I remember. And him.
0: he was nice enough to let us use uh, like his likeness in the video and the whole yeah. thing. He gave us permission and all of that. Yeah. Um. But that was cool. And then we were gonna go back to Needles. Hmm. And get a motel, but you were like, you know what? Let's just let's just bag out. And-
1: yeah, because we had got done so so quick. I was like, you know, we could probably make it back by like six o'clock, seven o'clock here time, which we did. You know, because well, and the,
0: but- and and the, to continue the event that one day blur. Hey, Marley, uh, hold it down. We're telling exciting stories here. Um, I remember when we drove back in? It was that the wildfires, and it was it was almost like driving through Oh, that's through right. Fog. Yeah, I remember that. So it was so, really weird. You know what? We're going to have to we're going to have to actually play that uh, song and cut kind of out of here so we can get Marley to stop yeah.
1: making noise. Yeah, that sounds
0: like Okay. <laughs>
2: Go. No. You ever need a tip? Well, when you take that, my take. Cow-
0: Sixty-six, man yep. that was cool huh? it was yeah it was a <laughs> cool experience so. that was but, a good time man yeah I hotter sure it was. than the uh proverbial than the devil's asshole yeah whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what it was hotter than out there it was so. pretty pretty hot and it was hot almost every time we went out yeah, and it's it's crazy to think though that in certain parts of the world, like that's the norm. Yeah. Like in the Middle East and stuff, it gets like 120 degrees easily. Yeah. I can't imagine that. You know, yeah, playing football, it was like 120 degrees on the turf. Yeah, only because it would hold the heat from the sun all day. But like, yeah, you guys you know, had that rubber turf. Yeah, but if you're you know if you're over there in the in the Middle East or something, it's it's. One hundred twenty degrees. That's pretty intense, man. Props right. to those people for <laughs> surviving through that. You know, that's, right. that's pretty pretty intense. But so, so let's
0: talk a little bit about like um, writing rap music, which you would write <clears throat> beds for rap artists, if I understand it correctly. Or yeah,
1: I mean, I wouldn't uh, write rap music. I would I would make rap beats, or trap beats for artists who who rap um so that that's what i did for for a little while there and i still do it you know i work with a couple uh local like kind of underground artists that are that are really cool to work with Uh, i'll send them beats now and then they get on some of them um but that's kind of the what i started doing really that's what i taught myself how to do initially so that's why i've kind of stuck with it but now i've moved into electronic music like i've talked about um for my own personal releases and stuff like that you know as a as a producer slash artist that's what i do you know but when i make beats for someone else i i'll send them a trap beat or any kind of beat really you know i I work with a pop artist too and i I make them pop beats you know they're not really rap or anything like that so i kind of do a lot of things well i'm going
0: to ask you to educate me a little bit about the differences in the music but i also want to give you permission to yank off your headphones again if you want Uh, sure You don't have to have those on at once. The sound guy, being you, (laughs) gave us the old thumbs up, like the the meter's running fine. (laughs) But so what's the... um, So, I mean, you've tried to explain to me in the past Mm -hmm. the difference of, say, rap and trap. Right. To me, they sound so damn close. They got to be damn close. So (laughs) what's the difference as far as that goes?
1: Well, uh, trap is something that, uh, you know, like, I didn't grow up in necessarily a port, like a ghetto area or anything right. like that. So I'm not... Ghetto Burbank. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really claiming to be a part of any of that. You know, I just right. make beats. But um, Trap originated in places like Atlanta or, you know, more so in Chicago. It was called drill music or... Right. or um, there's another name for it, too. But uh, those those are, like, subcategories, if you will. And trap has also kind of always been a thing, even since the 90s. You know, right. with, like, 3-6 Mafia and stuff like that. I'm not sure if you know who they no, are. No, I don't. Um, I know who but, the Mafia is. <laughs> you know the Mafia. You're in it. They had their own area code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, it, you know, they kind of actually laid the groundwork for what a trap beat is considered. Like, okay. the actual rhythm and the template that goes into, you know, like, you've got your hi-hats and you've got your snare and clap hitting on the three and the seven of every count you know of every bar and that's that's been the template for a very long time you got know. It. and then out of atlanta you know you've got zaytoven who right. who well, really I, mean, I know who he is yeah I've, I've shown him to you but he really laid the way for for what trap is today you know a more bouncy kind of Upbeat version of trap as opposed to the Three Six Mafia, you know. So it's it's made a couple progressions, but I would say the difference between trap and rap, trap is more like it's lyrical, but it's like if you will like more club music, not Uh necessarily like rap. I feel like is somebody like Eminem or you know. Dr. Dre those are your like classic rappers that are kind of household names that everybody knows about but Trap is a little more it's not underground because now it's hit the mainstream on like everything now everybody knows what it is everybody listens to Migos you know all these other other people then you've got SoundCloud Trap which is this whole new thing that's been emerging in the past like six years you know um so is that because it's just mostly released via SoundCloud yeah, I would say trap is probably the largest thing to be released on something like well, SoundCloud other than radi- and like electronic. The Mobile music. Radio. Carnival. That, <laughs> yeah, that's <too. laughs> it. the Mobile Radio but, Carnival is also yeah. released on SoundCloud. <laughs> but you can you can release anything on SoundCloud. Those just happen to be like probably the biggest things on on SoundCloud. Um but to, going back to your question, the difference between rap and trap. Trap is I would say more associated with like um what's called a trap house, where this is the part where I don't really know much about all this because I never experienced it, right. but where they actually, you know, have a place where they make drugs and, and oh, they're in a gang and yeah. stuff. That's why it's called trap music. Well, I'm glad you a, stayed away from that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's okay to just make the beats. I've always liked the beats, you know, so I, that's why I started making them, uh, and I like the music, but, you know, I've, I've definitely never really been exposed to that lifestyle, but that's where it comes from, and that's why it's called trap music, right. you know, so... Um, to answer your question,
0: do you uh, well? First off, did I did you ever work at like at a studio or anything like that? Did yeah. You talk about those experiences. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I
1: did work at a studio um, over in Glendale, California, with right. somebody who was from Atlanta. Um, he was my business partner for about like close to a year and a half. Real nice guy. I still try to keep in touch with him every now and then. Right. Um, but But uh, yeah, so he he kind of also explain some of the nuances to me about that and in addition to what i've learned you know actually making the music but uh regardless it was a cool experience to actually own a studio you know you have a client book a session they come in you record them you mix their song and master it and then you give them their final product so right. it was it was an interesting uh job if you will you know um because that's kind of an esoteric thing to do you're taking a bunch of audio and mixing it and they're like no i want it like this or no i want it like you know But I I always enjoyed getting the little nuances right and uh, really perfecting somebody and and trying to make them sound as good as they can. And unfortunately, you know, there was a a lot of people who came through there who weren't really great. And I almost felt like I wanted to give them their money back. Right. You know, but, uh, it it, you know, it wasn't about that sometimes. It was just about maybe giving them an enjoyable experience because I was getting paid at the end of the day. So it's like, you know, I'll try to help this person out as much as I can and get them to a new level of, of music. But
0: didn't you do uh, some kind of session with Nick uh, a couple of weeks ago? Oh, yeah, ago? yeah, is yeah. Is that kind
1: of the same thing? Or? Yeah, no, Nick's Nick's a very cool guy. I, I really like what he does. He, Was uh, it Nick Joy? Yeah, Nick Joy. Gotcha. He goes by 100 million did that on, on Instagram. Uh, so that's that's like his pseudonym, 100 million did that. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a really talented producer because I got to watch him um, – because he's more of like a rap guy and he right. did he did a lot of uh, drum and bass. He was a drum and bass DJ. He toured the nation and stuff like that. Um, but I got to watch him produce a band that was like completely, not necessarily unrelated to what he does, right. but it's like a different genre, you know? And it's always very interesting to watch somebody like do something that's not what they've been doing for like their, their whole life, you know. Yeah. Because he's producing like a pop band and I, I got to watch him, you know, he's telling the guitar player, like, no no no, do this part like this kinda and he always got good results. Like yeah. anytime he suggested a change, it was like good. Like the change actually made the song better. You so know you what got I mean? to see kind of a yeah. really
0: positive uh, um, uh, producer yeah. at work.
1: Yeah. And he he's he's super positive. There's no time in a room with him where you're like, oh, this is like not going the way it should be, you know. He's always making sure that it's going great and everyone's having fun. You yeah. know, just a really good spirited guy. So he's no, cool I, know. To work I
0: met as, as you know, I met Nick at, at the Dresden yeah. and uh, he came in the Dresden for those that don't know is uh, a Hollywood landmark. Marty mm-hmm. and Lane have played there for thirty seven years. Yeah. The funky duo that are notable and they, they yeah. play jazz and standards. And so it's kind of a musician's bar. A lot of musicians like to hang out there. There's also the restaurant but Yeah. And so uh, one night, it was early, actually, <clears throat> in the night, I was pulling the the cloth off uh, Marty's drum kit, and this <laughs> cat goes, uh, I bet you were a trumpet player, man. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, man, trumpet. You play trumpet. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why? He goes, nah, I just like guessing what people play. I go, well, in elementary school I played yeah you're right (laughs) uh, well I it was like the last seed I don't know if it actually qualified as playing but I did he's like I knew it man and I did I ended up sitting down with him and this girl that was with him and got to know him a little bit he's definitely a great out there guy yeah Yeah. uh, um, I kind of mentioned you and I guess that's how all this unfolded that from time to time you you show up and give him a hand or you just observe or whatever Yeah. yeah which is really cool i, I find him to be a cool guy i hope to have him on this show actually at some that'd point. be great yeah. yeah
1: he's he's a real cool guy yeah and so, he
0: seems to he seems to have it together and he, he's yeah. cool too because he unlike and i don't mean to point this out but unlike you i think he came from kind of a harder road i don't of course, I think yeah. you mentioned he didn't have a dad yeah and, and he yeah. basically taught he stopped school at 17. I, I might no, he dropped wrong. out at 16. Yeah. so
1: or even younger yeah. i think at 15 he said he didn't want to go to school and then he started touring the nation as yeah. a dj you know who can say they did that yeah he did <laughs> you know, that so. and
0: so he'll be interesting to interview and maybe the day i interview him i'll have you we'll be able to figure out how to do this with uh three, three cameras and, yeah and, yeah that'd and, be awesome uh, you know i mean the microphone aspect isn't a big deal but yeah. uh, um just how to angle in and you know this as you know this is kind of an experiment of mine that of we're course, gonna see yeah. where it goes to so yeah. we're making it up as we go yeah um and the Mobile Radio Carnival stands for this idea of like being able to take the show anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be mobile. Yeah, so, so eventually, <laughs> it's in the name.
0: eventually I'll be bringing it out. And right now we're kind of at the uh, the beginning stages. Pablo was nice enough to come over and we, mm-hmm. we've we moved at least from the kitchen to the
1: warehouse. Yeah, that's the, the exciting move right so there. That's pretty the... darn mobile if you ask me. And <laughs> Very, we got a yeah. cart
0: that we push around and uh, I'm teasing, of course. But that right. is the idea as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and hopefully I can at some point have uh, Nick on.
1: and That'd be great, yeah. I could and, even uh, ask him about y- that. Yeah, it'd
0: yeah. be cool. Another thing, though, when you're talking about differences in music, I'm uh-huh. going to actually play a song, and we're going to take a little break. Uh, while, while You and I will take a break while the song goes, and then I'm going to ask you about that genre and how it relates to everything else you talked about. So okay. I'm going to play the song, and it's going to be a surprise for you, but you're going to know the song once I play it, and we are off to play that song.
2: I've been feeling like all
3: In my life, in comparison to the Kennedy It's like he took his time, molded them into supremacy When my turn came, it's like he didn't waste his energy Cause he gave him power, bless him with wealth and worldwide respect well, I got power to eggs, bad health, and welfare Now what did I do? It ain't like a nigga evil I always keep it real when I deal with other people But still somehow I feel like the descendant descending up carrying out the punishment Even though I didn't do shit know it knows. I'm not afraid, so I'm Like I'm feeling the heat from these punk police of these niggas on the streets. They used to be like fam, bodies, these niggas barely can speak. Even my latest telling me, baby, you're in too deep. Although I often contemplated whether or not I should quit, but how the fuck am I gonna quit when I'm moving weight like this? There's only two ways out this. That you just taking me because all of the pain that i've been through i took that pain but remained true to you and still my life is filled with stress but without stress there's no progress i guess Not afraid, so
2: I'll keep on.
0: Tito Calloway, you know Tito. You met yeah. Tito. We, yeah. uh, we. Uh, I was shooting a documentary on Tito at one point. That, uh, I remember that. Never yeah. quite was completed. But so Tito, that to me is like, is that rap? Yeah, that's hip-hop? that's
1: rap or hip hop. You know, I think he mentioned though one time that uh, he's not a rapper. Or right. Do, do, he said he made some kind of uh, differentiate, like that. He made it. Yeah. You know.
0: I think he he talked about the lyrics his lyrics aren't as aggressive as a rap. Yeah. i think he mentioned he got a little older and he got less intense okay or he was looking at the way he was betraying things right yeah which i guess is aligned with contemporary political thinking he just did it as a person though he wasn't really trying to say to, to, he wouldn't i don't think he would ever censor himself based on what other people think i guess is what i want to be right. sure to say that about Jim callaway yeah, Calloway. yeah. Because he's a thing, you know, all to himself, and he's not going to be told what to do.
1: But yeah. I think he was saying I didn't like the way I was presenting things. So, right, because I remember I I never used to refer to him as a rapper because right. he he's he was a hip hop artist. There, I think it was he's a tricky one because yeah. that... But regardless, you know, his his music is I lo- I always loved his music, yeah. and he he's a very talented artist. Yeah, and he. Uh, he what he did was rap or hip-hop so that's like more lyrical and actually meaningful yeah and most times you can understand what the person is saying but I think in, in trap music there's so much uh, depends what kind of trap I guess there's there's a couple of different even subcategories that aren't really officially labeled I would say right but um, there's like autotune mumble rap <laughs> which is is like uh, I've actually heard that I know what that is yeah it's like you know you, you have tune, so you're staying in key Right. You can't not really. I mean, it can still sound bad with autotune, but regardless, so that's kind of where you can mumble lyrics, and you don't really have to worry about creating too much meaningful lyrical content. You can kind of just repeat like a, a seance or not a seance, like a cadence almost, and yeah. it's for people to sing, like kind of sing along to. And, Is that what um, it
0: becomes at that level? It just becomes bit, the yeah. rhythm of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and you you look at artists like uh, Lil Pump or, or newer artists like Smoke Perp. They they kind of. Um, their style is more it's not lyrically driven it's more so like uh rhythmically driven and that's the difference i think between rap and and uh trap like there's there's a very fine line of like okay now now you're just saying the same lyric like 50 times right in a rhythmic way or you're saying something meaningful like tito callaway Calloway and stuff
0: is very yeah, it's beautiful i mean because yeah. there's, there's, that's like telling a story yeah you know and there's more uh music to it in yeah. fact um in my ear at least there's more well the production exactly the,
1: you know and that's that's the biggest thing i would say i when i listen to rap or hip-hop i would listen to like uh like old Lil Wayne or old Drake or yeah. old artists like that from the two thousands, which it was it was cheesy and gimmicky, but at least like at the end of the day all of those were well written songs and they were all well produced. But now I feel like a trap is like the complete opposite. You know, it doesn't have to be well-produced. It doesn't have to, you know, it's just whatever you want it to be. And it's cool kind of in a way, I guess, for kids, you know, who want to be artists. Now it's more accessible and and easy for them to become that. But it also creates a lot of content that just floats around out there. You know what I mean? And there's so much out there now that it's like, it all sounds the same too. So it's like hard to distinguish like... uh, you know who's good and who's not really I mean I can tell but for people I'm listening not gonna be able to tell it's like dude there's so much out there like I don't want right. to I don't want to be involved with this anymore you know well and so.
0: I think I, we were talking about it the other day where I was trying to figure it out out loud the other day <laughs> where, uh-huh. where I was saying like the beauty of rap if in fact it could be argued there's a beauty to rap uh-huh. uh, is that like and I don't mean this in an insulting way like anyone can do it if you spend yeah. the time to learn how to do it yeah. it's rhythmic it's it's not um it's easily accessible at least the entry level of what rap is yeah. and it's I, it's beating rock out as far as popularity goes yeah. i think in part because of that like yeah. it's it's easier for someone to kind of sing along and mm-hmm. be along with the song
1: and i mean i'll say this i i can teach anybody how to make a beat right. i can literally i can teach anybody right. how to make like a okay or decent beat that someone might actually get on yeah it's not like uh, now teaching somebody how to make like a really beautiful yeah. rap instrumental with like soulful organ part like I can I can do that personally, but right. teaching somebody that kind of creativity like actually storytelling with music that's a little bit you, you can do it you know, but that's more of a creative process that can't yeah, really it's more developed. It can't really be taught yeah, yeah yeah so that's where I would say like the difference lies like with modern rap or trap or whatever you want to label it as. It's a little, it's a little bit easier than it was like back then. In yeah, a lot of and that's senses. That's all I mean know. too. That yeah. it's
0: easier, like it's easier to jump into the game. Yeah, and anybody speak.
1: now can do it. Right. You know, but it's like whereas, when rock and roll was just three chords. Yeah, but you know, back back like you know, even twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, you know, maybe in the nineties and the early two thousands, you had to have like an MPC to make beats. You had to have like analog equipment that was very expensive and not necessarily not everyone had access to a major right. recording studio to make that kind of music so back then it was it was you know not not as easy not as you yeah. know at your fingertips and not everyone could participate in it you know but now it's like anyone can go download a cracked version of fl studio and start making beats that day right i can go
0: wait what's cracked me
1: uh cracked meaning um it's stolen. pirated <laughs> yeah stolen a stolen version See, of fl that's why i don't bought really my understand version, rap, So, so. <laughs> no, I, I know you did but um, uh No, so I mean, now that's the problem with it. I think, and it's not a. It's also not a problem, right?
0: Because it's a double. It's what I was saying too. It's it's like it's cool that it's accessible, and it that's part of what makes it more popular. Yeah, um, because it's easier for people to jump on the ride. Yeah, and uh, but it's also I think the downside of that is, as you flip through YouTube, yeah, there's like this lineup of
1: like the same thing. Yeah, and And it's it's like like, gimmick driven, and
0: people have to have you know purple hair with a rubber nose or you know whatever <laughs> and it's right. like okay you know i mean personally to me i think once you start to gimmick into stuff it's yeah. like you're trading on whether or not you even have talent
1: yeah and that's the thing too i think that there's there's a very good balance like the the artists that i grew up listening to had that balance somewhat you know it was still pretty like industry and like gimmick but it was like different though there was still a level of quality that they maintained in the music itself it wasn't like complete ass you know right so you, you found know. like sincerity to it yeah to an extent but like if i could play some things now where it's like i don't even know who put that out and who right. actually thought that oh this is gonna make me money one day or this is gonna be like somehow a viable option <laughs> yeah in the music world you know there's there's been plenty of things like that that i've heard where i'm like dude i don't even know what the fuck i'm listening to yeah you know well and the other but, thing
0: too is like not to sound like like i'm condemning it like all, all rock and roll sounds alike but Mm-hmm. For a guy who has an ear of that kind, of can finesse these things? Do you feel that the the more accessible accessible it becomes, the the more it sounds alike because people are just going, well, I'll use this yeah kind of, thing that's the, already been proven and it's kind of easier that way.
1: Sometimes. Yeah, that's that's why the whole um, there's things on YouTube called type beats. They've been around for a very long time right. since like two thousand, early two thousand eleven. Even you know, like they've been around for a while now, but. They started getting popular because type beats allow you to get like you don't have to pay a guy like Metro Boomin or or Southside to make you a beat. You can just go online and find somebody who copied their style yeah. and who can just produce like them, and you can pay them twenty five dollars for a lease, even less now. Kids charge That's like twelve bucks, and then you can you know go rent out a small space for not a lot of money or get a mic to record in your room, you know, and you can sound the same as these people in the industry who actually paved the way and and kind of created their own sound within trap you know those guys specifically you know Southside and all of them they started trap music in atlanta really they were a big reason it's even a thing nowadays but it's like you know tight beats kind of in my opinion they gave producers a good platform to actually make good money and get good royalties on their music but they also kind of like created too much conformity and too like uh, too too much like accessibility, yeah. and it kind of ruined specifically the rap industry in a lot of ways. You know, props to everybody who was a part of making type beats and in industry on YouTube that paved the way for a lot of other things too. You know, in online marketing. I guess so. there's always a tipping point, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a point now where there's too, there's too many type right. beats like and all saturation. of them. like saturation. Yeah, it's over sat- oversaturation. Yeah, yeah. and it's just all those type beats sound the like the beats sound the same and the artists sound the same. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to like I'm not some judgmental person who's like, oh, music has to sound this way. There's no, gr- of course. There's clearly defined there's rules. There's for pretty much everything. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm an open-minded person. I, i I try to be creative. No and, reggae no country <laughs> you know i mean i don't listen classical to <laughs> but um yeah there there's definitely a line that that i think has recently been crossed right. you know where it's too accessible too easily co- like you know people can just copy what they like and it's no like no one tries to be a pioneer like my my good friend uh frankie you know frankie yeah. he he you know props to him cuz he always tries to not do that you know if he's making if he if he likes an artist he'll take inspiration from a couple different artists and try to like infuse the sounds together you know what i mean and, and create like a different Well, sound, I don't you know? think
0: i mean but, to imply in any way stealing from people who are really good mm-hmm. meaning stealing their ideas and seeing okay this is how they do it i think that's healthy like it yeah you know and when i used to take acting classes that was what people would talk about like of course do you know, yeah. the best steal from them yeah and they're not meaning literally steal what belongs to them. No, I, I agree. Yeah. But there's
1: like, um, you know, him specifically, he's, he's like I am. He he uh, he tries to create something that's unique to him. He doesn't like, he lets things influence him from right. different genres that he likes, which is, this is exactly what I do. But then he he takes all of that and tries to make something that's even more so him right. than anything else because he grew up with all those kind of influences. Like, influences. Yeah. yeah, he lets those like become his palette almost but whereas i think kids directly caught like they're like oh that right there i want to sound exactly like that yeah, yeah. and there's there's a complete difference between the two because i i've always been like oh i kind of like this artist or i kind of like this band right here right and like i like their their tonal qualities and i like their their sonic like sound all together i'm gonna like let it just absorb it and just listen to it and then like when i sit down to create something you know i've got a whole new array of creativity and that's that's not copying that's just you know being inspired by something and, right well you know,
0: you know maybe but, we'll have frankie on in the future to talk about that'd be cool yeah you know the things frankie, you guys have collaborated Nick. on the whole yeah. idea of like uh the marketing that he sets up and all of that yeah um because he markets uh, clothes and, and yeah and he's
1: got a brand merchandise yep. and the
0: whole thing and i know it's led you to kind of start doing that as well um which is all cool um I wanted to find out, too, since we're talking about music, which Dresden Cowboy song. The Dresden Cowboy, of course, is its not necessarily me, but it is me because it's the catalog that I've created. That's kind of rock, Americana, blues. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a free for all. I'm lucky to have different musicians involve themselves with each different song, sometimes different producers and all yeah. of that. So which was your favorite Dresden Cowboy song to work on? Albeit, whether it was the video or the song.
1: Um, I think, I think it definitely was Route 66, oh, nice. actually. Yeah, like we talked about earlier, just because of the whole video shoot, and I mixed it, right? Was that the one I No, Michael it? did that. Michael did that, yeah, Michael okay. Metal, and Ed Donnelly uh, yeah. are
0: two of the most amazing uh, LA they uh, are. musical yeah. types I've ever met, and they yeah. were kind enough to involve themselves with that particular mm-hmm. musical outing, um...
1: Yeah, they they definitely did a great job yeah. on that but uh so I, I would say that that was probably my favorite just because of the fact that we actually got to do a video for it and and all that kind of stuff um but as far as mixing goes um the the most enjoyable one that I did I think was Bernadine because oh, wow because that was uh there wasn't like a lot going on per se, but yeah. there was like um enough to where like I had room to play with it like there's enough moving parts where it wasn't like you know just two vocal tracks and then an yeah. instrument track there was like your drums, ba- Like it was like a full mixing session you know so now I, I like doing that you know for, for your music it, yeah, and was, that was, it was That's fun.
0: a cool song I wrote that song like uh, a long time a while ago, ago in my yeah. band in the 80s and uh, that was the song that used to get us, uh, get us bookings because people thought we were a punk band albeit it's not <laughs> yeah. a complete punk song and the version um, that we just did is a lot different because cody melville involved himself yeah cody is a new york guy and a new york producer who's helped me out and on that song he uh, was kind enough to put down the guitar parts for me yeah um and that was cool did you ever check out the weird video i did for that
1: yes i did the goofy I, looking yeah.
0: dude with the glasses and paris yeah. and old Paris.
1: yeah we actually had one of my friends uh i won't drop names but who who tried to do, do that was that the drag song no that was that was that was that the was song titled drag, drag. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was
0: Michael and Ed again, okay, As far yeah. as who put that sound together, yeah.
1: The production on that was great, yeah. But that I, was amazing, yeah. One of my one of my friends tried to play the main character in that video, but oh, yeah couldn't, yeah, yeah, couldn't do it. Yeah, he got <laughs> uh, he was bouncing, it. Was and that's mold. okay. I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it either, yeah. I, so, um, props to the like guy who actually did it, uh, yeah. Daniel, I believe his Daniel, name yeah, is. Daniel's yeah, Daniel's great. I'm gonna yeah. have him on the show, that'd be great. Yeah, he's um, a cool guy, he's a really cool
0: guy, yeah. Uh, and again, uh, what well, must be a theme, I think. the... The skateboarding at the park—it was a hundred and four degrees. Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's too much for me. You know, <laughs> well, I was had, I was born he out had a here. Wig and but... makeup on. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. even that's even worse. Um, you know, I was born out here, but I I can't deal with the heat. Really, I yeah. like it warm, but not like that warm. You know, yeah. eighty-five degrees, ninety degrees—that's cool. But once you get past that ninety-eight, it's not fun anymore no, for anybody. Man. So. But, but yeah. it's actually,
0: the weather here has been weird with the rain, but that's yeah. another thing.
1: Well, yeah, it's been raining for what, like three weeks now or yeah. something, which California needs. But and I noticed you know. we're both in jackets inside. Yeah, I've got a, a puffer vest on. Because in California, it's freezing. It's all
0: of 42 <laughs> degrees or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, it's cold.
1: It actually started snowing up in Santa Clarita yeah. the other week, I think last week. Yeah. That's kind of unheard of, but... It happens. So. It does. Yeah.
0: Well, again, thank you for being on the show. Julian Renaud, uh, one of the most interesting human beings I've ever met, and certainly the first Californian <laughs> I knew I liked. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything anything else? I mean, we you're going to be back, obviously, Julian, yeah. Julian, for the listening audience. Julian's going to be a recurring theme, and if we have a scheduled show that I can't host, my dear son is going to be the host. So, in effect, this is his introduction to the show. There you and go. Uh, with all that said, is there any closeout you'd like to proclaim to the um, world?
1: Looking forward to doing more business uh, with, with, with the, the business I just created. Yeah, yeah the music video. The productions. Yeah, the production company I just created. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited to release some new music this year and work with talented people. Yeah. I mean, that's That's all there is to it, really. And I, mm-hmm. if
0: anyone needs to get because uh, Julian's company, I'll be helping him out sometimes. And uh, he's going to be shooting music videos. He's yeah. going to be producing for people.
1: Yeah, the website's going up this week sometime. Yeah, I've he's got to be helping out branding up. people yeah.
0: and the whole process. Uh, and if you need to, you can get a hold of me, actually, and I can guide you to the proper places at uh, the world. Actually, at the world, you would want to contact Cosmo because Cosmo is in charge of all of that. Yes so it would be cosmo mhm um at and that's all that's at the cef website yeah. anyway i'm babbling now um. <laughs> Julian was doing a magnificent closeout and then I just had to step all over it and make it
1: clumsy and stupid <laughs> no it's okay but yeah thanks for having me on though I, I appreciate it oh uh, man you've you have got kidding? some some cool people that come on the show and you've yeah. got a cool lineup of people who are going to be on the show so Absolutely. it's a cool experience so appreciate it thank you it. for
0: helping me with it we'll blunder through and then maybe the next time we'll do a desert visit and, yeah, then, we should, and broad, do a broadcast from there
1: and maybe then we'll have Nick Frankie and the whole crew just sitting on a couch in the middle of the desert yeah, or we, do have, we do have to
0: move away <laughs> from the you know this thing's gonna flow and it's gonna change and that's the cool thing about it we'll we'll figure it out as we go sounds good man thanks for having me though thank you buddy hey there this is john i want to thank you guys for listening to the mobile radio carnival here at the cef.world also want to say hey thanks julian for being on the show